Today on the Cyber Security Podcast, we're going to talk about ho common holiday scams, how to avoid them, and what to look out for. This is the Cyber Security Podcast, the Cyber Security Podcast with a little extra BS. I'm Andrew Nuxwell. And I'm Nathaniel Big. And let's just jump right into it, Nathaniel. So the first scam that, that is common around the holiday seasons people should look out for is just the use of fake websites. And that's very common, can lead to a lot of different compromises or, or inconveniences to say the least, but fake websites are always popular, but especially effective during the holiday season. A couple things to think about is, have you recognized this website before? And also Google the website and tie in that keyword phishing or scam, and you might often see that a whole bunch of alerts will pop up. Yeah, yeah. and. One warning sign, if you're going out trying to purchase a gift or uh, you know, an item for yourself and you, you see a price that's just good to, too good to be true, uh, chances are it is. You remember falling for one myself years and years ago, tried to buy my daughter a pair of Ugg boots and and they were uh, you know, like 40 bucks and they were always 150 and you know, all of a sudden they get the confirmation email and it, it's in mandarin and i'm like oh no uh, what uh -oh. did i do yeah so cancel debit cards and, and fun stuff like that uh it's easy to fall for them and and i think a lot of people do but yeah the other know. part about that is also getting emails that go to a, a fake domain as well or a website that looks really like the legitimate website well, what the hackers done is they've crafted a web page that looks like a legitimate site to make you put in information. And often this occurs with credential harvesting. So the goal is to put your credentials in that website and you sign in and maybe nothing happens. You may go back and, and think, okay, nothing happened. I don't know what to do, but what they've done is then compromise your passwords. And so, one thing to pay attention to is look at that domain link in your email, hover over the link. Typically don't open the email link in your mobile phone because it's very hard to see the link. So go to your computer, hover over the link, see where it goes. And a good practice is just to go right to the vendor's website, like amazon.com. I see so many links that are bad from Amazon, people faking Amazon. A good practice, go right to Amazon.com, click your orders list and see see what the state of the order is there. Right, for sure. Uh, any, and you're going to see an uptick in, like you said, Amazon, Walmart, any of your hardware stores, places that you frequently are shopping from, retailers this time of year. It's, it's common and it's easy to think that, oh, it's just a shortened link. A lot of a lot of times you'll see a short link and and think it's just going to take you to the website. They've gotten really creative at at making things look authentic and and you, like you said, uh, definitely better if you can do it on uh, a large format device and, and not necessarily a mobile device. That isn't always possible, but just be extra careful that you know exactly where you're going when you click on the link. Yeah, and make sure that you are thinking about misspelling in a domain too. So like they might just change one or two characters in that domain and like Microsoft, maybe they'll take out the C or they'll change an O to a zero. 
in a, a domain. So those are some things to, to think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Along the same same lines, uh, not necessarily fake websites, but websites stood up that are unsecured. Uh, that's also a problem. Very true. Right. You know, tying closely in also uh, order confirmation scams. So you'll see a lot of phishing campaigns. And again, another thing that happens year round, uh, they attach a sense of urgency to it, try to get you to, to click on a link. Oh, you had a package that couldn't be delivered or your package is delayed. And so many people are ordering things this time of year leads to, to uh, easy targets in terms of, of clicking bad links. And this happens a lot too with smishing. So we'll see a lot of links through text. So be aware of those too. And a lot of them look really official. They might even say upzship.com. And so it looks just like maybe a UPS link, but typically a UPS is not gonna send a link out. I haven't seen really a lot of legitimate links. Well, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think it typically uh, won't send a link in their, their text alert. So be very careful of those links. And remember too, this is holiday season and a lot of retailers are making a lot of money, but cyber business is also for hackers, the most lucrative season. Yeah. So this is the time it's to peak season for hackers too, for sure. <laughs> it's a business for them. Uh, very illegitimate, but it's also a way for them to so they're going to try everything possible to get your your money or steal your information. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one good tip for, especially for order tracking that people might want to consider. And I know uh, I personally am among the people that I don't like to have any more apps on my mobile devices than I need to. But, but if you're, if you get a lot of shipments or expect a lot of shipments, having uh, a partner website like UPS or FedEx or the USPS, uh, informed delivery uh, notification setup. Those are going to be reliable ways to, to receive a notification that you might actually have a problem with the delivery uh, and much more reliable than uh, an SMS, like you said. That's great. And another way to check a link is go to virustotal.com, paste the link right into their search bar. And usually it'll come up with a list of 40 different security vendors that have rated the website. If you see it's all green, that's a good starting point. It's not necessarily a confirmation that's completely clean, but it's definitely a, a place to start and verify the link. If you start to see some reds, definitely take a deeper look at it. And that's a one way to verify a link and to kind of look at the domain without opening the website in a browser. Just yeah. make sure you don't click the link inadvertently, moving it to that web web browser with virus total that, that can be bad too right right <laughs> yeah so we talked about sms and one thing i've been hearing a lot about lately is the qr code phishing scams or quishing some call it um that's really seen an uptick it's funny this has been around for a long time and and i'll tell my funny story that uh, back when the rick roll became kind of popular, you know, the, everybody would send you a link to Rick Astley on YouTube saying, I'm never going to give you up. I actually had a QR code generator and 
created a link to that and printed it out on QR codes <laughs> and as a test would would just randomly set it around the office and, and sit on a cubicle on the other side of the wall and wait for somebody to come over and all of a sudden that song start blaring on their their phone and know that oh you just fell for it it, it was kind of a joke but uh it gets really sophisticated i, I heard a, or saw a news story uh, last week that in china uh, a woman used a qr code to pay for her tab at, at a restaurant and posted it on social media so there's your you know automatically kind of risky behavior to post uh data on social media like that but it turned out she also posted the QR code and people could add things to her tab. And so just oh. as a joke, people started adding everything. And she ended up with a $60,000 food tab being billed to her credit card the day after she had dined at this restaurant, just from people on social media getting a hold of it and spreading it. And everybody's ordering 25 gallons of, of squid paste and, and so on. So, uh, yeah. But there's a lot that can be done with QR codes, uh, yes. even when you think you're at a reputable uh, and, location. Yeah. You have to be careful. You can see them in restaurants, too, for the little menus and at a lot of malls, too. So, yeah, yeah that's a hard one to really track because when you scan it, you're just kind of assuming it's a quick way to get to a location. And plus, a lot of the QR code, the location link is using like a URL shortener. So that can be really hard to track if it's a legitimate link. Yeah. Yeah. They are dangerous. Uh, if you can get your hands on a paper menu at those places, I'd say you're probably better off. But I know I was in, been in the airport several times yes. recently. And if you want to order food in, in several of the airports, uh, paper menus are not an option. Even standing in line and ordering yeah. is not an option. A lot of times you got to park your butt at a table and get your phone out. And That's another good tip, too, as a lot of people are traveling this holiday season, making sure that you are aware of email security and security in general on your devices, different people's houses and restaurants and public spaces, making sure you're probably not going to want to connect to any of those public Wi-Fi hotspots. Yeah, if you can avoid it, for sure, don't. And the other thing that, that happens a lot, uh, just using a usb charger in a public place that yes plugging in it it's so easy to just assume oh all this is is electricity but if you go out on youtube or do a little bit of research on how people compromise uh, usb charging access it's unreal the things that that criminals are able to do with this basically you plug your phone in and it just starts downloading contacts downloading data there are some devices out there. A lot of people don't like the the terms that's used for them, but most commonly, uh, I hear them referred to as data condoms. You can look on Amazon or or many other electronics retailers and buy a, a data condom if you feel like you're going to be traveling a lot and might have the the need to plug into an unsecure location, or just buy yourself a power block and keep it charged and carry it with you so that you can charge on your own term. Uh, same with a hotspot or, or something like that. If you can avoid using public uh, Wi-Fi, public charging, et cetera, you're probably much better off. And when you have guests over, a good hint too, create a separate guest network for them. You don't want to bring in their devices and now you, you don't know exactly what they might have on their 
phones or what they might access. Obviously, not intentionally, but it's it can happen too. Yep, most uh, most modern Wi-Fi routers, or uh, you know, especially third party, if you don't use the one that that your telecom provider gave to you, if you if you get your own, there's a number of easy easy setups to have a, a secondary guest network that people can connect to so that kind of gives you one layer extra protection so to kind of summarize we've got fake websites and credential harvesting we got order confirmation alerts qr codes be aware of social media scams smishing and continue to practice email security and don't connect to public wi-fi so those are some great tips Got any holiday plans, Andrew, for the, the next few weeks? Well, uh, you're know, going to try to get together with kids and grandkids uh, within the next week or so and uh, have some birthdays and Christmas to, to celebrate with them. And then uh, from Christmas through New Year's this year, we're going to pretty much be on our own, just chilling, catching up, working around the house and so on. So looking forward to a pretty relaxing actual holiday christmas through new year's what about you sounds relaxing yeah so we're sticking around here in north carolina and just enjoying the christmas time and the new year celebrations and parties and just hanging out with family so that'll be fun yeah awesome okay second fun question uh as a child or as an adult any particular gift you remember getting that that you were just super excited about wow yeah yeah i think it was my seventh christmas i was probably about seventh year old seven years old got a red sled and i just was so excited about that how about you yeah uh i would say um you know when i got it i didn't even know what it was but i was about five years old have a brother and a sister that are eight and nine years older than me. And they wanted so badly an Intellivision, which was, you know, competitor of Atari for those that aren't familiar with it, an early video game system. So, you know, this was late seventies, early eighties timeframe. And, and, but they were expensive, you know, and we, I remember like my brother mentioning that and, like my parents just flat out saying, no, you're not getting it. And it was kind of like the Red Rider, Rider BB gun situation. We have no idea still to this day how they ended up affording it, how they got it. But uh, Christmas morning, there was an Intellivision and it ended up like, you know, I fell in love with video games and uh, because of that thing. And, and uh, so that's the one that I remember from a child. Didn't even know that I wanted it. But once we got it, I was like addicted. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to try to get together again before the holidays and record another episode, but who's to say how crazy things get? So if we don't talk to uh, the audience, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. And uh, look forward to getting again, getting together again soon. Definitely. And uh, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And have a great, wonderful few weeks. And stay cyber safe out there. <laughs>